0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 305, and today we'll be talking about Pepper's Blanket is Missing from Summer Camp Island. I'm gc 13 And I'm David. I guess I'm a sucker for any episode that starts with a mystery being read aloud. Yes, especially I love Hedgehog's narration. I love the little pizza and marshmallows acting out the story that she's telling, and... God, I love Pepper. Pepper, you know, I finally have the perspective. I just finished season three of Summer Camp Island, very recently. I have the perspective of the whole series now, which I will, you know, bring deep insights into our into our, you know, Summer Camp Island conversations now. But this is really Pepper's biggest moment to shine in the series, and I love it because, oh, what a little monster he is. Except not really. I mean, he's he's in he's insecure, and that's what he says. And there's a great little lesson here, but meanwhile. All the little vignettes we see of his day are fantastic for showcasing um, (laughs) how much of a menace or nuisance he can be. Yeah, Pepper is a public nuisance, public menace even. You're right. Although I will say this, Lucy, that is partially your fault for throwing the crystal ball in the first place. Just, Just get up and walk it over to him. You don't have to be lazy. Yes, Lucy definitely had poor judgment there, but I really like how she just snapped at Pepper as soon as, uh, you know, she she sees herself as her, like, you know, future boss wearing a blazer self. And then she just acts exactly like that <laughs> toward Pepper. She just immediately identifies the problem. You're like, you shouldn't even be walking around with a blanket, <laughs> you baby. <Ugh. sighs> I mean, Pepper was doing foul to Oscar, though. Woo. Okay, Oscar's the way that oscar appears in each one of the backstories for <laughs> pepper's day and just says not even incriminating things it's 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 beyond that he just straight up acts like the villain all three times and the way he's so calm about it as you know we return from each flashback and he's just like ah oh, yeah that's me you know <laughs> that uh, yeah. was so goofy i just thought that was great <laughs> yes i mean it's it's one of those It's one of those, this is a cartoon moments, but it's like, again, I I like it when cartoons feel free to be cartoons. Not every single cartoon has to be, why so serious, all the time. Yeah, but it's also very, there's something very Oscar-y about it because of how happy and calm he is with it. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of his brand of humor. And he's so trusting in Hedgehog's amateur sleuthing capabilities. Yeah, I like how he puts himself in charge of the clipboard, but... Um, he's not really the one in charge of it. <laughs> Hedgehog's the one that keeps, you know, pushing people up on his clipboard, so you know, he's just very much along for the ride. Hey, we're tied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to quite grasp, you know, the severity until he finds out that he might be uh having to go on a month-long cruise, <laughs> not quite cruise, sailing mission with Thieves get leaves, baby. <laughs> with uh Susie, who Susie is just very much in this episode and it's weird (laughs) like she's just susie is being her best susie i don't know what more you want from her i just like that her she's like this little c plot in the episode you know she's just eating her cheese puffs or whatever and then she just very casually follows this story until she finds out that she might get the opportunity to wear a sailor outfit for a month and then she's very disappointed (laughs) at the end but like her inclusion doesn't really do much and she's like. Very removed, and the characters don't know she's watching them the whole time, and nothing comes of that. She's just there. She just adds to being an observer, I guess, and, you know, all the better for it. She adds to our enjoyment. The episode is, yes, so much better for her inclusion. Yeah, I love that Susie interacts with these kids' lives, even though she, you know, acts the most like she's against it, but she clearly enjoys all the, at least, (laughs) drama. I mean, she likes the drama. Also, I like that she, you know, brings up the fact, everyone, that the camp guide that they have is out of date. Which, by the way, this episode, camp guide, camp guide still seems like a thing. Not very important later on. Not very important at all. And I guess that's because it was out of date. So, yeah. you know, there's your big lore drop for this episode. I mean, the uh, the camp guide is referenced several times in the first batch of 20 episodes, which I feel compelled to point out is not the first season. It's the first half of the first season. Yes, I kept getting super confused every time I saw... Well, like, some places list the new episodes that are out on HBO Max as uh, Season 3, but then when you're actually in HBO Max, it says Season 2, and I kept getting thrown off because I was like, no, I am watching Season 3, but it's the third batch and whatever. Nothing means anything. Yeah. Ever since Steven Universe switched up how it labeled its seasons and just yeah uh, wrecked my mind, I just... Whatever. It's like Infinity Train. The The books, there are two books to a season, thus far, as far as we can tell. So yeah, we're, we're going to have book four of Infinity Train at some point crossing those fingers, and then hopefully books five and six will be ordered soon. Yeah, that's a very uh, Lord of the Ringsy. you know, wrap them, wrap them all together. The books in that, by the way, very arbitrary. Well, not arbitrary. To me, they're arbitrary. I'm sure some fans like there's a very good reason why every book is actually two books, but I don't know. Are they really? I don't know. What's the point of chapters? What's the point of any arbitrary divisions in our world? Everything is an illusion. Why put a period at the end of a sentence? <laughs> so pepper, um, yeah, pepper. What about what? What about pepper? Are we? I guess. I, I guess we found the anti-Ronaldo. And what? What exactly makes him the antithesis to Ronaldo? Because no matter what he does, people forgive him. <laughs> um that's very i'm not salty you're salty i like that even lucy who immediately says wait we're just forgiving him now as soon as pepper yeah. expresses you know i just want and i like the term they use nice attention you know susie says i want nice attention she's right there. yeah and then she's right there smiling with the rest of them that was such a summer camp island ending i love it i mean i know we've said wholesome 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 over and over again about the show but I I just like that all the characters come together. And they're not always like that, but it's just funny what moments or what things they choose to say, oh yeah, of course. Of course we understand that people want nice attention sometimes, and they deserve it, you know, and there's no bigger lesson. I, I love that. I guess I don't have to forgive Pepper because they already did. <laughs> uh, poor Ronaldo. <laughs> I mean, Pepper's the kind of guy who's hard to hold a grudge against him for long, so I think Pepper will be just fine with me. That's the thing, Ronaldo's voice is obnoxious, and no one has a truly obnoxious (laughs) voice on Summer Camp Island. That's really, you know, unfortunate. I'm trying to figure out where an obnoxiously voiced character would even fit, and I can't think of anywhere. I know, even someone who might be used as a, what's his name? Oh, because he's been featured in Summer Camp Island episodes, and now I'm forgetting his name, famous actor, and he's guest starred a few times. What is that dude's name? Wallace Shawn. You know that guy? It's not the inconceivable guy, is it? Yes, it's the inconceivable guy. He oh, some characters sometimes. Yes, he plays characters sometimes on Summer Camp Island, but even his characters are not, um they're not in any way abrasive or anything. The one one of the guest appearances I'm thinking of is he shows up as one of the uh, potential suitors of that lady gnome that lives in the lighthouse. Barb? Yeah, Barb. God, I love Barb. They're elves. Did I say no? Oh, that's embarrassing. They have big noses. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, there's no one. No one in Summer Camp Island is intended to be annoying, though, which is another feature of the show that is uh, unique from other kids shows. Other kids shows think that obnoxious characters are just very entertaining to children. And is that the case? I don't (laughs) know. I mean, some shows are completely premised on that, like. You know, never forget Fanboy and Chum Chum, am I right? Like, what if just the whole show was was painful to watch, you know? That apparently is something some kids enjoy. I've never run a focus group on what children find to be funny, (laughs) but they they do have a a different sense of humor than uh, perhaps the more refined (laughs) palate such as you or I. (laughs) Yeah, refined palate. I die on the floor every time Summer Camp Island has farting jokes, and uh, I can't wait to get to the next episode that has them. (laughs) I guess uh one thing one thing that Summer Camp Island is is very liberal with is their inclusion of magical things, just to say, hey, see, this this place has so much magic we can't even explore it all, like the haunted cabin. <laughs> right. It's just like there it is, and then But that cabin I for a moment I thought, oh, is that um Ramona's cabin? But it's not. It's just the haunted cabin. Yeah, it's its own place. And I guess we never visit that location again. I, I want to know, like, what kind of justice is it supposed to be that they're all haunted in their own cabins for a month when the guilty party would only face one day or one night even in the haunted cabinet? It seems that everyone gets punishment far worse than the thief would get if they can't name a thief. Okay, but who's writing these rules? I mean, who changed it to be that you have to... And is it with Susie specifically, or any witch has to go it on a- It says Susie. It says Susie. So you know who wrote that rule. So, I mean, who says that they were going to write fair rules before, you know? Well, if if you'll remember, uh, I think the episode title is Mr. Softball, which we haven't talked about yet, but there are powers beyond the witches on Summer Camp Island, so they can't get too far out of line. Yeah. I I like, there's there's two little moments I like. I like that, going back to the Lucy flashback moment, when Oscar comes in that time, he just straight up swings in inexplicably (laughs) on like a, you know, two-handed single pole swing thing. That was great. You know, I like, you know, rule of thirds. If it's going to be the third time Oscar comes in and says a self-incriminating thing, why not have him do it? (laughs) Why not have him swing in? And then also the conclusion, to, you know, Hedgehog figuring out that, uh, you know, Pepper was the one who stole from himself. The fact that it was because he had said that he would be inconsolable. Yeah. And then it turns out, he was consolable! <laughs> that's, that's it. Every time she says that, I'm like, she says you were consolable. I want her to say consoled. Not only were you not inconsolable, you were consoled! Right, right, because, yeah, verbs, you know, that's, you know, whatever. But uh, that's just one of those. You got it. Look, kids don't know what consolable means. I, you know, I like the fact that this episode probably is introducing the word consolable to some kids. I mean, it's either Summer Camp Island or a word a day calendar. And I think we all know that they'll stick with Summer Camp Island for far, far longer. Absolutely. Although now I would love a Summer Camp Island word a day calendar. Ooh, we could do an animation playlist. Of a word of day calendar, we can do that episode of Pinky and the Brain with repugnant in it. And now I have to go watch Pinky and the Brain because I am baby. Yep, you're welcome. And Pinky and the Brain was, uh, what year was that? I don't know when it was. I feel like me 1995. So that was um, uh, literally oh, really? one year before my my little baby birth. Ooh, we like to keep it old school here. <laughs> yeah. That was just just before me time. Like, the only way I know Anna Animaniacs is watching like Watch Mojo on YouTube being like top ten most dirty jokes and cartoons. Number eight. <laughs> Fingerprints. <laughs> Fingerprints. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Animaniacs, got it. Numbers ten through three, Animaniacs. <laughs> Animaniacs has uh, quite a few of those. I think Watch Mojo actually has two lists of something like adult jokes and cartoons and uh that that show keeps popping up. I I do love Susie voicing her approval for the 12 months of Max calendar. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's the product we need from this episode. I don't even know why I'm saying word today day calendar. I'm just wondering, why do we not have future shots inside Susie's cabin where she has a 12 months of Susie calendar? I guess none of her friends actually like her. <laughs> and there's no way Oscar is going to get 12 pictures of Susie. Uh... I mean, the the Max one was a good idea. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure Susie wants a 12 months of Susie calendar. Oh, yeah, no. That would have been a great reference. I don't think she wants a 12 months of Max. I don't think she's that kind of counselor. <laughs> <laughs> one who cares about the, the ones she watches? No. Well, remember remember her first speech on the first day. Don't come to us with your little baby problems because I am not your mom. <laughs> She is the prettiest girl ever to talk to them, though. I agree with her on that. <laughs> uh... I mean, I guess some people would uh, would disagree regarding Betsy, but she hadn't spoken to them at that point, so. Oh, don't even. There's no need for disagreement. Look, after three seasons, completely unrelated to Pepper, my good, my good man Pepper, there is such a lack of the other two camp counselors. Like, I want my witches so much more frequently than I get handed them. Like, they just keep them so aloof compared to Susie, who we just get. We get plenty of Susie. Plenty. More than we ever need. Although maybe we need more. That's good. I love Susie. Susie's the best. Susie is the best, but I really, really freaking like the other two. (laughs) I love Charlene Yee, and uh, I don't know. They're both very enjoyable, but the problem is they don't fit well because you need Susie to be... You know, somewhat of an antagonist. Susie the Grouse, And the other two of them just, just, they just vibe too much, right? Yeah, they're just, they're just content. uh, They they do their own thing most of the time. Just like Lion. (laughs) Bringing the Steven Universe back, baby. They are kind of like Lion. Anyway, guys, that's us on Pepper's Blanket is Missing. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.